Have you been using your perceived helplessness as a manipulative tool? Today, we're diving into the frustration of weaponized incompetence. Don't move. All right, snack attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth. The brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. <laughs> the real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. 
I'm Brittany. And I'm Germany. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Hey, y'all. Welcome back, my boo-boos. You got to. Now you're catering to the YouTube. And if you have been under a rock, we are on YouTube. Full episodes, video episodes are available on YouTube. Please subscribe. The information is down in the show notes. Okay. Because we want to be seen and heard. It's all about you, 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 YouTube. So, hey. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. My head's above the water. On this Literally. Fine day. Literally? Yeah, because baby, that rain, all that. Oh. I left it. It was coming down hard, though. It was coming down hard. It started on Sunday and I was caught up in it. Listen, it was really bad. Last night when I got home, I was ready, prepared to take Gatsby out. I put him on all his rain gear and I'm like, let's go. It was slightly misting, you know. Oh, that's it was, good. It had slowed down. It was tolerable. And then all of a sudden I heard a wave of water. And I'm like, now what the hell could that be? Why I look outside, it's pouring, storming. I said, there's actually no way we can go out. Then I had to just keep going to the window, trying to wait it out, getting the perfect time. I'm like, it's not going to happen. It just is what it is. Being a dog owner. Or in a storm is literally the fucking ghetto. I was just like, I didn't know what I was going to do on Sunday. I'm like, I don't know how I'm supposed to walk this dog. That's how I felt. Chloe don't have no rain gear. She just had to go out. She goes out there and I got to come in and wipe her down. I know. I was like, (laughs) fuck, man. I'm sad I'm a single dog mom this week. I'm like, this is not the time. Yes. That's why I had to battle with the elements. I'm like, bruh. And I've been doing it day and night. The kid cutting. I'm like, please. I need some relief. And I could do it when it's not raining. I had some relief because I ended up going out of town, so. Girl, it's a mess. I was like, Gatsby, come on. I didn't have to deal with it. I only had to deal with it that one day. But that day that I had to deal with it, I'm like, this storm, doing anything in the rain is dumb. Driving in it, walking a dog in it. Yeah. Walking in it. It I just want to be in the house with it. Oh, it was a mess. But otherwise, before the rain came in, the weekend was beautiful. Had a great Friday and Saturday. We told y'all we had a cute little date coming up, so. That was really nice. Friday, we got dressed up and went out to the candlelight concerts. Yes. Which was really nice. It was so nice. So they had a string quartet. Mm -hmm. An all women string quartet. All women string quartet. It was two sisters, which I love to see. They covered some favorite neo soul and R&B songs. Mm -hmm. It was so beautiful. Like I felt really grown, really sophisticated. Mm hmm. They did amazing. They started off with that childish Gambino, and I said, okay. The red bone. The red bone. Stay well. Yeah, yeah. But it was really nice. There was a proposal. Oh, my God. That was beautiful. There was a proposal that happened, so the string quartet was playing the best part by her and Daniel Caesar. Mm -hmm. She was like, do we have a Nick? Or was his name Zach? Whatever his name was, she wanted to know one of the people from the quartet. Do we have a Nick in the building? Then he gets up and takes his knee. Oh, and he puts the ring on his queen's finger. I would have been like, I love a proposal. It was very cute and sweet. And the it perfect was nice. Music. The perfect environment. Perfect song. Perfect. Just perfect. It was perfect. It was quick. What the proposal? Yeah. I yeah. don't know what you said. I, all I know is when I get proposed to the man better have some words for me. 
Yeah. So that, I think it was it would have been kind of hard for him to yeah, over that everybody. Setting, that setting didn't yeah. allow for him to say some words. It gave symbolism. You know what I'm doing. But my I'm down man, here. he better have an environment where he can say something. Or slip you some from the heart. Something meaningful from the heart before you put this ring on my finger. I too have requested words. I need some words. I'm like, I need you to say something sweet about me. Yeah. That the world stopped the day. Yeah. I, I knew. To be, I always knew you were. Yeah, the one. I knew it was you. You have changed my life, or you have made life better. Yeah. You know something? I can't imagine my life without you. I'm I'll ready to spend the rest of my days with you. I can't see myself without you. Exactly. Something along those lines. Yeah, that was so sweet. I was like, "This is a great proposal. Great yeah, proposal nice. idea. It was a nice idea." Yes, he was creative with it. Very I'm guessing. I haven't been to any other candlelight concert, so I don't know if that's common. But it was nice. So that was Friday. Then Saturday. It was Grammy week in L.A. Mm -hmm. And we went to a party, a Grammy party at the Peppermint Club. We did. And y'all are really interesting out there. (laughs) Y'all are really fucking interesting. We're going to go back to the Candlelight concert. If you are out and you're experiencing live music of the sorts, classical Mm -hmm. music, right? No matter what genre they're playing. We don't need y'all singing along to the music. It's just, just not what you do in that environment. You just soak in the sound. I mean, come Love on. the instruments. We don't want to hear you with your... It's not, not karaoke. They're not doing an the instrumental so you could come in on the vocals. That was pissing me oh, off. Like you guys, it's getting they were sitting, uncultured. The people right next to us were singing. And when they, they were... I'm going to just say, they were ghetto as fuck. Like, what? The, that was pissing me off. I was so pissed. They <laughs> like were being so ghetto because not only that... Since we're explaining, not only were they singing, when it's just like, read the room. No one else is singing. They've access to like, you know, it's pretty much been implied that they're the stars and we're the audience just taking in what they're giving. And it's a very intimate setting. They also said, do not record to the last song. It don't have like the backlight on your phone up. Now, if you want to sneak and get some video content, I'm all for it. But this man, he pulls up his fucking phone. Yeah. Like, and holds it high up. Eye, eye the, level. It's his eye level with the screen so bright, typing a long-ass text message to somebody. Just no consideration of anyone around him. And it was pitch black in there besides the candles. So, like, that was a nice or It was very distracting. And so one of the ushers comes. A and black she was lady. a sister. And she was like, you know, tap him. Like, we ain't doing that. And he was like, I'm not, I'm not recording nothing. But baby she said, well, do you want to take it outside? Whatever you're doing here, if you're not recording, is distracting the people around you. It's distracting. It's We're distracting. here to enjoy the classical music. And you are just being a ghetto mess. You're being inconsiderate. So he was like, I'm not recording anything, but you're interrupting. Like, ugh. Like, at least bring your backlight all the way down and have your phone at your lap. I'm like, can we act like we've been in an environment like this before? And this ain't even, I mean, we're not at the Taj Mahal. I mean, come on. The Taj Mahal is crazy. I mean, you know, but come this, on. Act like you know what to do. Furthermore, they told you what to do. The, the singing, you, I didn't given, understand that. You've been given instructions on what to do. I didn't get the singing at all. I'm like, guys, we know that they're going to play songs that we know all the words to, but we don't have to sing along. You're supposed to be enjoying this moment, this experience. So that was one thing I said. What do y'all be doing when y'all outside? Wow. And then at the club, at the party, at the club, I'm just going to go on record and say, if you are a dancing mommy, I get it. If you love a good choreographed number and you love a good routine, save it for the studio. (laughs) 
I don't want to see it on a dance floor. Uh, I can always tell a group of girls who take dance classes. Do you think they really do? If they don't, they're they, inspiring to be doing yeah. something. They love it. I'm like, guys, we don't need to see the boom cack on the dance floor. We don't have to see that. <laughs> the Lori Gibson. All night. The Lori Gibson. Like, why is that coming out? Right. The thing is, I like to see people dance. Like, you know how there's some parties the where they're like, people don't dance at the club no more or whatever. Like, yeah. I want to see you dance. I don't want to see you do right, choreography. see you do it. But the fact that you're up there like really doing like eight counts, that's that the part is that's wild. crazy. I'm like, and it's nonstop the all count, night. The eight counts, like clearing out the room. And then taking turns, like, hitting it. And the friends are, yes, yes. <laughs> And the body, I'm like, why are we watching contemporary dance moves, right? Yeah, it was very was much given. so giving contemporary, y'all. Arms in the air, pirouettes, sweat. I'm like, why are we doing that right now? That's not this. Yeah. That's not. Y'all save that shit. Shave that shit for your 6 p.m. dance class. I don't want to see you it at the club. let them in. The way baby girl was dancing and moving around, once they were asking from water from the section, I'm like, girls. That was crazy. Can I get a cup of waters? It's actually time for y'all to go home. Actually need to cool or down. you need to head on over to the bar and get you what you need. Whoever does that? I said, oh, this is different. Yeah. This is, I said, this is what y'all doing outside now? Huh. No, that's what they were doing there. That was insane. I said, oh, I got to get out of this environment, baby. It's time to pack it up. Yeah. But otherwise, it was a good weekend. <laughs> Overall, it was, it was nice to be outside. Mm-hmm. But, mm, child. I can't wait until the summer. That was that too. Being outside in the summer is so better. Like you're not battling with elements. You go yeah. outside during the day. Yeah. And then you it's get- bright out. You know, yeah. you're still getting the sun. Different apparel. I mean, being out in the rain in my apparel, I was like, bro, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. We live in LA, so we don't experience the seasons and like we don't be outside during the seasonal changes right. either. Because in New York, you know, they'll put on an overcoat. Quick. Yeah. I don't have an overcoat. I don't have a trench. Put on a fur. I don't have that. Something. I don't have that. Bringing out an umbrella to the club was crazy to me. I'm like, why do I have my umbrella with me? And y'all, it wasn't even a cute little black sleek one. That's what I know. Nobody even seen it though. But I just wish it was something sleek, something like a mini one that you could. You know, they be having the ones that's like this big. Once you're done with it, it's like pop it away. I said, oh my god, I have a big ass umbrella. (sighs) Anywho, hopefully y'all had a good weekend. Yeah, so that was a weekend. Now we're here with y'all. February. Feel like this month is taking its time, which it's okay. You know, it's only the second month. We only we just got here to 2024. Mm-hmm. So if it wants to take its time, it can. Hopefully, you all had a beautiful Valentine's Day. Yeah. Whatever you decided to make of it, hopefully you felt good. I saw a TikTok and she was like, you know, guys, don't put so much pressure on yourself. It's literally just a Wednesday because <laughs> she was like, people have to go to work the next day. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. So hopefully you didn't put too much pressure on yourself. Anywho, we're here on this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about something called weaponized incompetence. Yes. Now, the term may be fairly new. But it's but been happening for a long time. the actions have been happening for a long time. The actions have some very deep roots. And this is um, something that happens particularly in relationships. Yeah. So let's define it, why don't we? Let's get into the definition of it. So weaponized incompetence, also known as strategic incompetence, which I like that. I like the strategic incompetence because you know what you're doing. Yeah, strategy behind such. It's when someone pretends to be unable or unwilling to do something to avoid responsibility get their way, or make others feel obligated to help. Mm -hmm. Now, 
think about this. <laughs> think about if you've ever come up against this, and I'm sure you have. This looks like you're saying to someone like, you know, your partner, hey, can you grab some things from the store for me? And instead of them just being like, yeah, give me the list. They're like, what store? Like, how, where photos, is it at? Send me the, me I need exactly. a map of the store. You know, you you the one that usually go to the store. You know that store. You know, through and through. You can just go in there and grab the things. They make it so difficult mm-hmm. to complete this task. I've seen so many videos about this when it's stumbled, like you mentioned, stumbled across my desk on TikTok. Like you're cleaning up with a man or having a man do something in the home and they're doing it so slowly or in a way that's like, you know, you usually are really good at this. You know, I don't really know how to vacuum the way you want or you notice things that they're not doing the best way. I'll just say your standard or whatever the standard is. And it just makes you say, you know what? I got it. Yeah. It's that like, you know, you're really the best person at taking care of the baby or the baby really stops crying when they're with you. Yeah. They just you you just have this special touch. Yeah. The kids love when you make this that, you know, I don't really cook that well. You know, they love when mommy does it. Or if people intentionally do something horribly so that you never ask them to do it again. Yeah. They don't even try. I'm just not great at that. Or bringing you back shit that you know you didn't need from the store or want from the store. Like, damn, this is not what I sent you for. That. So then it just gives, you know what, you just carry. You're better at that. It gives that. It gives like, you know what? It forces you to have to do the task yourself. Yeah. Now I have to take it on. Yeah. Because you have shown that you're incompetent. And incapable. You're incapable. Of doing what the fuck needs to be done. This will piss me off. Yeah. And over time, it creates a lot of friction and tension within the relationship. Because then it gives, nigga, you're not carrying your load. The load is distributed unevenly. Yeah. That's what it really comes down to. You're not carrying the equal labor, the load. You're not. It's an additional baggage on me. I have an additional load, a cognitive load, physical load. Mm, It's the cognitive load for me. That eats me up every time. The cognitive load, just knowing what goes into that. Yeah. That's the type of thing that makes me make the certain choices that I make. Because what you're not going to do is put more of a load on me while you're chilling, but telling me all of the things that you want yeah. from me. <laughs> and <laughs> you this, know? this type of dynamic usually happens, like you mentioned in the beginning of the pod, in cis heterosexual relationships. Yeah. Man and woman, you know, and during the pandemic, we've seen a lot of this when people were at home, not going to work and having to, you know, really see what happens in the home. We recognize, oh, I have to do this, that, this, that, that, this. And you here and I'm still doing it by myself. I'm still cooking, cleaning, working. And you are not offering to help or acting like you can't motherfucking help. I hate it. It's the gender norms too. Yeah. That really encourage this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's like as a woman, these are the certain things you should be doing. As a man, these are the certain things that you're expected to do. And it really perpetuates this. Yes us to be stuck in a cycle where we don't encourage people and leverage them to do other things. That's what it truly is. The gender norms will have us given a crutch, okay? (laughs) That's what it is. You got your arm propped up on a crutch. Take it down. You know how to walk. You actually don't need the crutch. I know. But the gender norm has created a crutch here. It's so funny how we'll put the crutch right up under them. Right. You're missing your crutch. We'll carry the crutch and put it right back under them. I have seen <laughs> and I have heard I, I, my eyes have seen women crumble. Mm-hmm. I've seen the light sucked out. Yeah. I've seen the door. The glow. <laughs> I've seen the glow diminish. I've seen 
the interactions and how it's just like, you know, yeah. Oh, I got to do this. And it said jokingly. And it said like, you know, he can't handle that girl. You know, he don't know. I know. You know, I ain't gonna have him. Girl, it'll just be a mess. I'm gonna just take care of it because I like my things done a certain way. And, you know, or, I know, uh, I know I what only, I'm doing. I know how to care I'm really for the particular. Kids. I need my kids to look a certain way. And I get it. We do need our kids to look a certain way. There's like a standard that we have that we want to be upheld. But we can communicate and we can encourage, encourage and motivate and, and inspire motivate and give the tools and the gems Please. for people to step in and contribute to that. Because you know why all this going to happen is they're going to continue playing your motherfucking ass. <laughs> it's real simple. They are. But the thing is, this happens, like we said more commonly in cisgender heterosexual relationships, but it can also happen with friends. Mm -hmm. If you have a friend who is so good at planning something, so all the other friends take their hands off of it. Yeah. No, let's put our hands in it. Get Maybe. good at it. Get good, get good at it. Get good off at it. it. Get good at it. So it's like, girl, you find the restaurants, you make the reservations, you mm -hmm. find the plans. You're so good at it. Yeah. It could happen at work. Mm -hmm. If you have coworkers who are like, you are so good at the administrative tasks, yeah. you know, organizing the office, figuring out the things that we need, mm -hmm. stepping in and doing the fun the, committee, you know, I don't I be on no committee. committee. I don't be on no committee. Y'all, I'm here to work. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the committee. Things that people are just unwilling to take part in, but yeah. they want to reap the benefits. You're like, what are we doing for the holiday party? You tell me. What are yeah. you contributing? Yeah. What ideas, thoughts and initiatives have you taken? Because if you haven't. Then we're not doing nothing. Yeah. That'd be my approach. The what are we doing? Fuck no. What? Hands out. I actually don't give a damn. <laughs> I'm like, y'all have fun. But it do be people who be complaining about what's being done, but don't have their hands in it. That's how, when I was an office manager, there was a lot of that. Yeah. I was responsible by my job's definition. The job description. You know, it was my job duty mm -hmm. to coordinate the fun activities and gatherings for the office. You were fun committee. But we did have, people did have the opportunity to contribute, contribute if mm -hmm. they wanted to. But people wanted to be hands off, but wanted to have so much to say about the things that I came up with. Hey. Yeah. You are able to join and contribute, but you don't want to contribute, but you want to have something to say. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. So there are reasons that people resort to weaponized incompetence there's something here one can be fear failure mm -hmm. maybe people are afraid they might have a low self-efficacy to protect their ego they don't want to participate in something that they know they're not good at yeah so instead they resort to the weaponized incompetence to just steer clear of any of that type of feeling behavior issue yeah there also might be power play in the mix, right? So using their incompetence, being strategic about using their incompetence to manipulate and basically get you know, other people to do get other people to do that thing for you. Like, I don't really want to. So let me make it seem like I don't really know what I'm doing. So I ain't got to do it. But on the back end, you're smiling. Hey, the, the Birdman hand rub, you doing <laughs> on back, that. On the back end, you're smiling because, you know, that was a goal all along. And that's very sick. That that's one, I, I hate that. That gets very like. Not scary. Yeah, what kind of snake? That's you a snake. Scary. The power play with a scary. Yeah. Another reason why people may resort to weaponizing competence is attention seeking. Weirdo. <laughs> the attention yeah, attention seeking. These people may crave the assistance or the sympathy 
that comes with the perceived helplessness. Mm -hmm. If someone feels like, you know, you can't do anything, then you're more likely to be like, oh, my God, you know. Yeah, feeling victim. Yeah. Playing the victim. Mm -hmm. And lastly, some reasons that people are reason why people resort to strategic incompetence is a resistance to change. You might be using your incompetence to stall or derail a new process or initiative from coming into play. Like, I don't think that's going to work. That never works here. We don't know how to do that. So instead of getting in the mix, you play the game that you yeah, don't you know play the happening. game of like, oh, I it's just so hard so to learn hard something to new. Yeah. People don't like change. People don't like to learn new processes. People don't like to do things that are uncomfortable. So they may act incompetent instead of actually learning. Yeah, how like to they do have the an new thing. To yeah, engage like, oh my god, and this is it. so tough. Oh my god, like you haven't even tried to mm-hmm. adapt and learn the new whatever it is like i hate that type of shit we're doing something new now like it needs to give get with it this is what's happening i really hate that the complaining too that'll come with it not even just acting like you don't know complaining complaining about it like okay guys that happened in my job i'm like it happens in the workplace a lot get over it guys so what are some examples of situations where you have either observed or experienced weaponizing competence I've seen it a lot with married people, people with kids, Expound. <laughs> people with kids. Yeah. The mothers, I say this all the time. Yeah. I feel like the mothers, for the most part, generally speaking, take on an unbalanced load. Mm-hmm. They That's really enable the fathers to not even have to get their feet wet with tasks, certain tasks. And it can be as simple as like thinking about what the kids are going to eat maybe for that week, preparing the lunches. You know, it's little things like that where the mothers are just like, I do it best. And I think it's and like... And then it turns into I do it all. I do it all. And it's like, you do it best because you, you're you the one that always does it. I feel and like... you're an enabler. Exactly. If you <laughs> empower the father to do it, he can be doing it best or good as well. Yeah. You know, but it's common, the gender roles, that that just doesn't happen. And everybody rides that wave. Like when the mothers go out of town... It's a stark difference from when fathers go out of town. If a father goes out of town or a man goes out of town, he doesn't have to consider what the kids are going to wear, what they're going to eat, what's going to be their arrangements. He just gets to pack up his bags and go. He probably don't even have to pack the bag, babes. The pack- bag is packed for him. He just gets to board. Jeremy. Listen, it's the truth. You said in married couple. Yes, girl, they be packing the man's bag. Wives chime in on this part because I am not one. And I don't pack my man's bag, but I know there's sometimes in the traditional dynamic, the bag be packed. Okay. Well, shit. Okay. The they Cam Newton, pack- Jazzy Jazz. What's her name? Jazzy's way. She be packing that man's All bag. I'm saying is they probably do. They may get their bags packed, but I know that they have less to think about when it's time for them to dip, whether it's like stepping out for the day or stepping out for the weekend or whatever mm-hmm. it looks like. And the mothers, they have to consider so much before they even get to get out the door. Yeah. There's so much that has to be considered. And I feel like that's one of the most common examples that I've seen. In my own life, live with my boo-boo baby. The fact that I have to come up with a menu every week, like I'm already cooking. That's fine. But I'll be like, babe, so you have any idea what you want to eat this week? Babe, that's you. You got that. You know, that's your, you the expert. You the uh, chef. I'm actually not a chef. It's giving line cooks, nigga. I'm not good at that. I'm a line cook. I'm not the chef. I've I've done the reverse of that. I have participated in some weaponized incompetence. Yeah, I was dating a man who was good at cooking. He cooked well. 
And I'd be like, you the cooker, you the cooker. Damn, come on. I'd be like, you the chef of the relationship. You cook way better than me. Like, you got it. I and love that's what he be saying. You got it. I'm like, I actually don't have it. That's why I'm coming to you. And it's just because I just didn't want to. It's not like I cook horribly. I know how to cook. I can follow a recipe. And that that's the issue. Like, you, I'm not even saying get in here and cook with me. I'm saying contribute to what we want to eat because if it's coming down to me, we gonna eat the same thing every week. And that's exactly what we'd be doing. He don't ever complain about it, but I'm like, don't, don't say I got it. I don't, I'm coming to you because I don't. And I'm asking you for your consideration and your input. But I feel like that's just the way that we relinquish ourselves that from the responsibility. The it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. You got it. Yeah, you got it. I'm like, bruh. You know how spent my mind is thinking about the fact that you've been eating the same thing for weeks. I mean, I'm if he's tired. not complaining about it, he's not. If but he's you, not complaining and he don't want to think of nothing new, then that's what it is. I don't Most either. Most people eat the same thing. My point is, you're telling much me to think I got it as a means of saying I do it better. I'm coming up with the shit better than you could come up with it. He's sitting right with me. I was in a relationship for years with someone who couldn't even make a sandwich. Yeah, if that's, that's not weaponizing competence, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Because he was just so used to like, you know, whoever. First, the mother, of course, making sure he ate all his meals. And then when it comes to the relationship, it's like, I don't even know. how. One time I was making tacos and I'm like, can you fry some shells? Can you help with frying the shells? It damn near was a grease fire. So I'm like, never mind. Just move. Never certain mind. Things I got I, it. Or you got oil all over the stove. Yeah. Certain things like, you know, it's in, everybody don't know how to make a black taco shell. Now that's something we, that's something that's fast down. And they don't all be know how to do that. I can say that it's an art to making a black taco shell. You know that. You can learn. I know that there's an art, but that's what I'm saying. There's an art to every. We you can, can make, learn. We can make everything be an art. Get in here and get to learning some art. <laughs> I, I agree, but I'm not shocked when somebody's like, "There are a few times you got." If we making tacos all the time, you actually got to learn how to do it. But the first couple, I don't times, know if it was the first time. All I'm saying is, if we're in a relationship together. You need to assist with something. Yes, I am a strong advocate for equal distribution of weight. And I'm saying. And I want everybody to do everything. They fold the laundry, load the laundry. I want it all done because I can't have it all on my. I have a back, lower back problem. It cannot all be (laughs) on my shoulders. I cannot have the it all. Lower back. I cannot have it all on my shoulders, boy. I need you to get the in here. The lower back problem is crazy. Seriously, no. Okay, but there are things that we are good at and there's things that we just really aren't good at. Yeah. How how are you able to discern between genuine incompetence mm-hmm. and yeah, people, strategic? Yeah, strategic. Like people intentionally. I think seeing the effort, seeing the effort okay. that that's put in. Like we mentioned weaponized incompetence can occur in friendship, right? So our dynamic, we are best friends who work together. So there are certain things that I'm not good at. And it's not because I have been in the position where I have not tried. But then when I try, I'm not good at it. And I'm like, you see, I'm not good at this, Brittany. So then because I'm not good at it, it just makes sense for me not to do it. I don't do things that have to do with graphics and shit like that. Because I'll do something. I'm like, oh, I didn't see that I was missing. Or Now, graphic design is like an actual skill. That's a skill. That's how I think you can determine something that's like okay. an yeah, actual skill, set. skill that requires like a certain eye and attention to detail to actually execute it. Yeah. So and I think just, that is something, something like that you're able to decipher if it's genuine if or you being been used as a tactic. Yeah. If effort has been applied and I've seen that you've tried and it's just like, oh, it's just not your thing, then I'm cool with that. In some aspects, 
people are just better at certain things. And then you could distinguish, hey, you take this and I'll take that. But the weight needs to still be distributed now. You can't be not good at everything and I'm doing it all. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah, that's abuse. What about you? That feels like abuse to me. How do you Especially as somebody who I feel like if I'm not good at something, I can get good at stuff. And that's the thing. When you're dealing with somebody who's willing to get good, you mentioned graphic design being an art and a skill. People are self-taught, meaning it's not like you went to a class and you, you know, it's not innate. It doesn't come natural. It's something that you can build up your skill set and be better at. So if you have somebody who wants to build their skill set and somebody who does not, then it can look like, see, you didn't, you're not even willing to put in the effort and try. You get what I'm saying? I can see how that can happen. I'm just saying that sometimes things can be in balance with somebody like me because if I'm not good at something, I'm willing to get good at it. And then you have and to And a really lot of people aren't. They're just like, I'm not good at that. I don't like it. But the way that I'm able to decipher, I think would be the same like effort. I don't like when people are just like dead set on things that they're not going to do, especially when it comes to like gender roles and norms. Mm-hmm. That's a turn off for me because- If we're going to be in a relationship with each other, you're going to have to do something to create more of a balance because I feel like the way that it's set up naturally, it doesn't feel balanced to me. Mm -hmm. The way that it's set up has been like the man provides financially and the woman takes on the majority of the domestic duties. And it's like for most of us, that's not the world we're living in. Like women are going to work. We haven't lived in that world in so long, y'all. Yeah, like women are going to work and they're contributing financially as well. And so because of that, I need to see your effort in picking up some of the traditionally woman assigned duties. Yeah. Like we just have to. When it comes to raising children, there needs to be a lot of disruption when it comes to that system Mm -hmm. because just too much falls on the woman. And if anybody gets to talking to me, about how a woman is supposed to be doing this and that and it seems imbalanced. I'm like, see, yeah, no. We don't need to even talk anymore because what? Yeah. It, it feels does. very antiquated. Y'all, we love where this conversation is going, but it is time for us to take a quick break. We will be right back after this. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and... Also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like the narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. 
Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, mm. And let's not forget, black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish... The possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? 
dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right, no fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank, it's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com bravado. That's Chime.com bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in Spot Me and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. We're back. It was quick. Yeah, we like to keep it quick. We like to keep it sweet. So let's talk about some signs of weaponizing competence, ways that we can identify if someone's trying to play in our face. Mm-hmm. So the first sign is consistent failure to follow through. Mm-hmm. This might look like a person frequently not keeping their promises. Yeah, They're saying they're going to do something and they're not. To fulfill their responsibilities, they're consistently not following through on that. Like, you know, I'm going to take care of it. And it's never handled. <laughs> like, what? That creates a frustration and it also creates a dependency on others because when people do that, you're like, I'm going to just do I'm gonna it. Take care I'm going to just take care of it because it needs to get done. And I can't really depend on you to get it done because there's a pattern mm-hmm. here of you consistently not coming through. That happens. It's like, you know what? The odds of them doing it are slim to none. Let me just do it because it needs to get done. Painful and hurtful. Shit. How could you put all that on someone else? I know. How could you rest? I literally would not be able to rest knowing that I'm consistently not doing something, but it's getting done. (laughs) That's weak. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on. Another sign is selective amnesia, y'all. So people conveniently forgetting important details or commitment. Oftentimes when it's their time to contribute, right, or take responsibility and thus leads to a lopsided dynamic. We know what that's like. How all of a sudden you forgot that it's your turn to do this or it's your day to do that. It's your turn to pick up the kids or you scheduled something on a day where you forgot that there was this to do. So now guess who has to take it on? Me. I have to do it. And I don't like that for me. Yeah. I don't like that for me. Don't ske- keep these things on your schedule. As Look well. at your calendar. Yeah, that's what it's there for. Another sign is deflection and blame. Mm, so real crazy, sick move. <laughs> that's crazy work. So individuals using weaponized incompetence may deflect blame onto others or external factors, you know, outside things going on. When their lack of contribution is questioned. Like, what happened? You know, it was, I I had this was going on and that, and I tried to, but I got pulled here and I got. Sometimes that happens to me. 
Sometimes it happens to me. I'm just yeah. Being, somehow the day I'm, is always getting away. From uh, that's her. what I'm saying. I could just be somehow honest. the day Sometimes is always. I'm like Germany. Why girl? Did, fuck girl, you. The day got away from me. You need to put this into the day. Sometimes it does get away from me. I could say that the day does get away from me on certain things. It's certain avoiding things. accountability. Sometimes it happens. No, because I be sometimes I'll say I didn't do it, and the day got away. It got away. But we be having the same day. But you no no no. We don't have the same day. I didn't say we didn't have the same twenty four hours. The day looks different. My day don't look like your day. And but sometimes my day gets ex- away. No, it might not look exactly like yours, but you don't have more responsibilities than I have. I never said that. I'm saying no matter what it comes down to, if it's whatever I did or didn't do during my day, it got away from me. And this don't be the only thing that gets away. It comes down to just prioritizing things. Sometimes that'd be the issue, just prioritizing. Because I have things in my own life that I still need to do. And I'm like, damn, the day keeps getting away. And I need to do that. Like schedule my motherfucking ultrasound, breast ultrasound. Why do you need an ultrasound? I have this breast tissue. This has gone someplace else. But anywho, sometimes the day does get away from me. And I can say that I don't feel like anybody is exempt or like there's somebody who's never used weaponizer strategic incompetence. It's happened. It happens. We are human. And we have found ways and find ways to create more ease for ourselves whatever that looks like that is usually what this is whether that's being lazy or you don't want to do it or you're being selfish it happens so I know that sometimes I'm like yo I didn't do that thing the day got away from me and I could have done it but I did not so as a result it didn't get done because it got away that's what I'm gonna say (laughs) next y'all another sign is a fake lack of skills right so pretending that you lack the skills needed to do a certain task, to make something happen, despite having evidence of being able to do it. That's so crazy. Like, damn, today you don't know how to do it, but last year you took care of this? That don't make no sense. Yeah, you really do know how to do it, but you just don't want to, so you just act like you don't. Mm -hmm. Because if you had to do it, you would be getting it it. done. If you were living alone and you were responsible for eating and making meals, you would all of a sudden know how to do it. But now it's like, oh. I'm Ray Charles to know to how to know how to make a meal, be able to see, be become aware of it. So another sign is deliberate inefficiency. So this is when people are moving really slow, intentionally slow, Mm-mm-mm. or being inefficient, like you mentioned, when that it comes to me. completing tasks, so that frustration can be created to where someone's just like, you know what, I, I got, got it. it. That be like I just want to get it done, and at the pace that you're moving, I know that I could complete it way quicker, and we can move on. So I got it; it's good. Mm-hmm. And if someone's doing this deliberately, it's manipulation. The impatient girlies, this will eat us up. Just let me handle it because damn, it's taking you so long to do it. Or should we just be more patient and let them go at whatever pace they're gonna go? You're gonna do it. Sometimes it's like at work, right? Like I don't want to wait. You're slow as hell. I don't want to wait. I just got to get it done. That does happen at work. It's like, I can get it done quicker myself. And two sex is done, right? So I don't know. You have to use your discretion as to when you need to, I think, like advocate for yourself and just do the things that you need done and then escalate it at that point. Or if it's like, I'm going to show you, nigga. It comes back down to, I think, the frequency. Yeah. Like, how often is this happening? <clears throat> like, what are the patterns you're seeing? Mm-hmm. Somebody's slowness doesn't automatically mean that they're incompetent. Yeah, it can just mean like, you know, they're, they're a little slow. slower than their you. pace. Yeah, maybe you do it better. Yes, but they're trying to do it. Yeah, they don't do it as well as you yet. And so they're just going at a slower pace. That's when we need to just practice 
exercise our patience. Mm-hmm. But if someone's always slow, it's like, okay, bruh, you playing games now. Yeah. Another sign is then playing the victim, right? So portraying yourself in a way where you can gain sympathy for your lack of incompetence. Mm -hmm. I'm playing the smallest violin. We cannot do that. Or like, can you please help me? I really don't know how. Playing on my damn emotions. I don't like that. That's what it gives. It's playing on my emotions. And I don't like that. Just be straight up. Yeah. Please. Another sign is selective competence. So this is when people display competence in an area that serves their interests, something that they're really into or they feel like they're good at. So they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm super competent here. But when it comes to areas that they're incompetent in, that they're expected to contribute in, really the genuine disinterest to even try, kind of like what I mentioned before, like it might not be something that you're naturally good at, but it's just like a complete like, no. I'm not I'm not even going to touch it. That's not cool. I feel like people should at least try mm-hmm. more things than they do. If we might not be good at it, but don't just completely write it off like, nah, mm-mm, no, no. Mm-mm. But the stuff that you know that you're good at or that comes easy, it's like, yeah, I'm going to I'll take this on. No, <laughs> like, come on. It's a natural proclivity to do things that you're good at. And I think definitely, yes, people should try to do things that are more challenging or push them outside of their comfort zone. But that's the thing with this weaponizing competence. Like we all find a way to use it at some point. We do, but it's not. That's why we're having this conversation because there's so many things that have to be done in life that don't feel good to anybody, you know? So to just remove yourself from the things that don't feel good and just do the stuff that you feel good in or like that are easy. That's where the imbalance comes because there's shit that other people don't want to do that don't come easy, but they have to figure it out while everybody else is just like, you got it. I'm yeah. glad you figured it out. I'm doing the easy stuff. Glad you did that, girl or boy, you know? Like, nah. Yeah. Gaslighting, y'all. This is another sign. So manipulating other people by making them doubt their own perceptions or expectations. You create confusion about the individual's actual capabilities and intentions. So we know that this could look like you really didn't even need me to do that. You know, like somebody has an expectation and instead of you admitting that you're not doing it or you didn't do it right. It's like, you didn't need me to do it. Probably wanted me to do something else. Yeah. Or you could do it or you could do this thing that like, you don't need me to do it because you you. could do it. Yeah. Yeah, You know? And then it's kind of like, well, did I need them to do that anyway? Yes. Is that something that I really needed? In the end? Yes. Cause we all need help, but I can't see how that, but you're warping reality. Yeah to best meet your needs so that I question what I really need and thus I don't go to you to ask you for what I need or ask you to weigh in and assist me because you've made me feel like I could do it anyway. Yeah. You never needed me. The foe and power. It'd be that part. You never needed me anyway. See? Look at how you body. You you ate that. <laughs> You're right. You uh-uh, I actually didn't. I had to swallow it. <laughs> It's a difference. Yeah, I didn't Shit. want to. Okay. One it didn't gulp. even get chewed up. Exactly. Gulp. The one fell swoop. Yeah. I wanted to savor. I wanted to chew. And I couldn't. Another sign that pops up is overdependence on others. So if you're constantly or if someone else is constantly relying on someone else for their guidance, support, or decision making, even though they are fully capable. They're just wanting to depend on somebody else so that they can get a break. That's a sign of weaponized incompetence. Not even like chiming in. It's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, whatever mm-hmm. you say. Yeah, 
You make the decision. Yeah. You decide. Like, come on. No, I need to collaborate here. Yeah. Let's figure it out together. Yeah. Lastly, y'all, consistent patterns of behavior is another sign. So recognizing consistent patterns of incompetence that align with situations where the individual has something to gain or avoid. Mm. That's the T. Do you recognize that this person is doing this all the time? You never know what the fuck you know, what, like how to contribute. Yeah. And it always works in your favor. Tap in. At some point, you're going to have to learn. You have to hold people accountable because another part of human behavior is if nobody calls us out, we'll keep doing it. It's like you ain't saying nothing. I ain't and I feel like we'll believe it's true. You know, if you tell yourself a lie long enough, you'll start to believe that's the reality. That's the truth. And you have to stop that. <laughs> you know, the thing is, though, these tactics, they can be subtle. They can be subtle. Sometimes they can be blatant. But at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that they cause frustration. Mm -hmm. The buildup of this can cause frustration, especially if you don't say anything and you don't address it. It can cause you to have that irritation with whoever you're in relationship with, whether it's romantic, platonic, at work. It could really put a strain on the relationship because if it is happening subtly, you do start to think like, am I tripping? Yeah. Or if it is like something that's, subscribe to gender roles it's like this is just how things are supposed to be yeah. so i don't want to like complain or seem like you know i'm incapable of doing my job or operating how i'm expected to operate it can be a lot it can be really tricky but i think like the more that we're aware and we start to have like healthy conversations we'll be better like we'll be better in relationship people understand because maybe somebody wants to be better but they just haven't like been made aware of how their actions are actually affecting yeah. what's going on. And I think because it happens in so many different dynamics of our life, like it can happen in your family dynamic, your work dynamic, your personal romantic relationship, like that dynamic. And outside of the subtleties, like I think that sometimes it feels like it's unconscious, you know, like when you're in a relationship with somebody and they constantly need you for something like their finances aren't in order. And instead of them figuring out how to get their finances in order, you're constantly being dragged in to fix the situation, right? Rather it's loaning them money or balancing their checkbook or figuring out what their check should be divvied up amongst their bills. You would be surprised at how deep this can go and how far it can go, like how vast and wide it can really impact you. Yeah. You know, so it's definitely important for us to have conversations. It's definitely important for us to check in with ourselves and vocalize how a person is making us feel right so there's no like hidden or unspoken resentment and you're wondering why things are on the decline yeah it's like actually i have some feelings here you know i'm being worn down because i think that behavior and pattern is one thing but we also have to be accountable for our behavior and pattern and work towards changing things because a lot of times we just become so accepting of our character traits or our you know the aspects of our personality our behaviors of other people that it's like oh we're not challenging it for real. You know, you're not good with that. Don't worry. We're not going to challenge it. Oh, I don't really like to do that. I'm not challenging it. You know, and I think that it would be very helpful for us and healthy for us in our own lives and the lives that we share with other people, the intersection to challenge behavior, I challenge agree. the norm, challenge. challenge the status quo. But then we're pushed, especially as women. I can see that being difficult because we're supposed to be cooperative. You don't want to go against the grain and cause friction. And we have to release that, too. We have to release that there are certain 
characteristics and attributes that are only subscribed to women and only ascribed to men because I can see this in family dynamics where it's not like a relationship romantic, you know, like even in my own life with my sibling or my family members where I'm like, yo, it's time for you to get good at this. Yeah. And I'm not being mean and I'm not being the tough one and tough inconsiderate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. That's really not what it is. But I can't be the only person who knows how to do this. I can't be the only person you come to to figure out this solution. I got to leverage you to start looking at your own situation and getting good at this so that I can remove my motherfucking self. Right. Please. And we then we have to start. You know, stop, then start. We can take a break. Okay, (laughs) We'll take a break. And we'll be right back with some tools for your toolkit. Okay, y'all, so we're back. Before we jump into the solutions, honey, because who would we be if we did not offer you tips and tricks? We gotta run through our church announcements. So first things first, if you are here and you love it here and you wanna, you know, do your part while you're here, you need to make sure that you are Liking, subscribing, following the show, rating, reviewing, whatever your way of contributing and giving back. You're giving us our flowers. You got to do that. Payment is required, honey, because this is an energy We're expecting an arrangement. We are. You know, we come here, we do what we do. And when you come here, you got to do what you got to do. So make sure that you take care of business. Also, we have a homegirl hangout. So the homegirl hangout is special. It's special because it's an exclusive membership community. And every month over there, we have bonus episodes. We just talked about the eldest daughter syndrome. So if you are an oldest daughter, you are going to be able to really relate to that episode because we're both oldest daughters and we had a lot to say. We also have audio affirmations over there. We have journal prompts to complement the episodes. And we have our monthly check-in where we just discuss how we're feeling emotionally, mentally, Mm -hmm. spiritually each month. So if you're into that, that information to join is down in the show notes. The funniest thing when I told my mom that we talked about eldest daughter syndrome, she said, how cute. Because y'all both are oldest daughters, right? And I'm like, let me really tell you what what was going on over there. And then I had to start letting her in on the little tea. And what did she say? She said, and this is why it's important for you to have these conversations with your children because your kids, you you have the story, you know, in your yeah, head, yeah. the way you experienced it. But we don't oftentimes have those conversations with our, our family, yeah. our, you know, where you contribute your experience. Like, you didn't know this was happening. We're in the background, how I really <laughs> Let me bring that. it to you, you know. And she yeah. was like, so, you know, thank you for being a good daughter and for doing your part. I said, you are welcome. Listen. <laughs> so, yeah, y'all, it was a very great conversation. If it you was. I feel like us. we got a lot of hard chests. And the girlies in the discard, I can see that it resonated and it was value added. So make sure y'all tap in. You will love what you get over there. You will. Yeah. The link is down in the show notes. Okay. So let's get back to the show. Mm-hmm. So tools. Wrench, hammer, nails. How do we navigate this weaponizing competence? Because I feel like this is just so sticky. It can it's be sticky because it's going to probably take some calling out, which is hard to do, especially if you're used to a way of doing things and being coming in and shaking shit up like, hey, we're doing something new, banging on the pot. I ain't getting no sleep because yeah, y'all. Yeah, the bad girls club. So the first tip or tool is to stay calm and objective, level headed. Maintain or try to maintain your composure and when you approach the situation. Do it objectively. Mm -hmm. I think this is important because sometimes if you are coming from a place of being emotionally charged, 
the Easy information out can hand. be received yeah. in a way that you didn't intend for it to be received. So you don't want to do that because oftentimes someone who's using this weaponizing competence, they'll take that and they'll run with it. Like, see, you coming up, you cutting up, you turning up, you coming to me like this. No, you want to be calm and objective so that people can really hear you and most importantly, receive what it is you're trying to say. Like, this is really weighing on me. This yeah. is really affecting me. I'm being so serious. And we need to talk about it. Yeah. Which leads us to the next tool. Communication is key, right? This is our attempt to initiate open and honest conversation. You got to use the first tip in conjunction with this one. Yeah. Right. So it's really important for us to say how we're feeling, observe what we've been observing, our concerns, and use I statements. I feel like this. It makes me feel this way, right? Making it about you and not about the other person. Not like, you don't help me. Yeah. You're not carrying your load. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. No. Right. I know. Make it about you, chilling. you get to come home and you get, yeah. Yeah, so that it deflects and keeps blame off the table. Now it's just us talking about how we feel as opposed to what you're doing to make me feel this way. Yeah, I, I'm more receptive when people come at me like that. I feel bad. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I don't got them feeling like this. Mm. Okay, next tip or tool is to set clear expectations. So it's important that we clearly define our expectations and responsibilities in the relationship. A lot of things are left to chance mm. or assumption. But doing this can help establish transparency and reduce manipulation. Yeah. Everybody knows what the fuck going on. You know, there's no excuse here. We know what's expected. We know what the expectations are. So I think that sets up a good playing field personally. No, I agree. And I think that it's something even that we're working to implement in our working dynamic. Our working relationship is like, okay, what is it that you're going to do? What is it that I'm going to do so that everybody knows what needs to be done? And then when it's not done, there's no the day got away. Yeah, it's like you didn't you do just it. didn't do it. Yeah, you know, so I think expectations can be good. You know, we have to change our mindset and our perspective around expectations because i feel like expectations low-key has a negative connotation like it you can. have these expectations of me or this when it's like bruh expectations is just what the standard it's just writing down what everybody knows needs to happen and what should happen yeah and i feel That's like there's it. a time and a place for expectations like there are certain instances where maybe you have lower expectations for people but in this sort of dynamic when you're in relationship with someone in a close relationship that is where expectations should definitely be mm -hmm. introduced and set and communicated like okay we decide to lock in we're locked in yeah and we're doing life together baby there's expectations for show yeah and you're gonna know them and it's okay to communicate them yeah because people who you're in relationship with or that you're locked in with should understand like, okay, I want to meet your expectations. They should. What are your expectations? Because I too have mine. Right. It's not, expectations are never one-sided. It's no. like, what do you think should happen? This is what I think should happen. And then we will work towards making those things happen. So it's all about the balance. I want to be the reason you smile. We need to get back to that. Play that. I want to be the reason you smile. When you want to be the reason somebody <laughs> smiles, I feel like, you're looking to meet their expectation. Yes. 
Next, y'all, we're going to keep receipts. Mm. So keep a record of instances where you feel like this motherfucker playing me. <laughs> this playing okay? in my face. Something's happening. Yeah. Keep instances, a journal, a record, notes that you ask for something to happen and they act like they didn't know. Whatever the, the situation that occurred, keep tabs to see if you observe a pattern. Is this happening as frequently as I think it's happening? Because now that I'm aware of it, I can really tap in and hold somebody accountable. And then that conversation, then we go back to step one and two. Then we're going to have a conversation about this because guess what? I see what you're doing. Yeah, I think my eyes are open. I think the receipts are important. Yeah, I love receipts. Receipts are important. Now, you don't got to go showing them the receipts. Like, no, see, no, no. Because on the 25th. But when you when you go when to you a already person, have it, you're like, you can just recall and you know you're standing firm and confident. I like I like a recollection. I, you know, I'll be like, tell me when. I want to know when did it happen? When did it not happen? I like that. Pull it out. Show me what you purchased. I want a receipt. I don't think you should come with receipts to people, though, because everybody that don't do it with everybody. But I'm saying that it's good to have have it because somebody might have the thing is, if this is happening, then there's probably a chance that the person on the back end is going to say, I don't be doing that. (laughs) That's not true. So have your receipt so that you can be like, babe. I remember when I asked you to do this, there's a way to be gentle about it and a way to be soft where it's not giving. I told you so, nigga. But it's like, you know, when, oh my. no, seriously, like yeah, when yeah. I go to the store or when I ask you to go to the store, you never know what to do when you get there. Right. When I ask you to help with the dishes or help cook or get the kids ready, it always comes back on me because I do it best. Be able to draw on some things is what I'm saying. Have some inspiration is what the receipt should look like. In addition to the receipts. <laughs> We are going to hold people accountable. Mm -hmm. So this is basically requesting that people take responsibility for their actions. If they said they were going to do something and they didn't, it's given, bring it to the front door. You didn't hold up your end of the deal. Yeah. You didn't do what you said you were going to do. Talk about the impact. When you didn't do it, this is how it felt. I had to come in and pick up the slack and it caused me to have a tougher week or a tougher day. Mm -hmm. I was late to work. I was more stressed. I was more worked up. Whatever it is, like just let people know so that and expect them to take accountability for for their actions. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we don't say nothing and we just be mad on the inside. Like, damn, shit. Yeah. Got me out here. Like, uh, tell them. I really hate that. That really makes me be like, who? I knew I didn't do it. And they're calling me out. Yeah. It stinks. But then you know what? It'll make you hopefully not want to feel that again. Yeah. Like, they, oh, they really pulling my card. I hate to have my card pulled. I'm like, hopefully they don't pull it. <laughs> and that's when you keep not doing it. That's, the that's what I'm not pulled. Once the card is pulled, then, then you know, like, okay, they I can't get, I can't yeah, get away with it. They're they clocking. Once the teeth. card's pulled, it's like, oh, they on it. But if you don't pull the card, it's like. Because you, you try to finesse. It's like, I could get away with this. I could get away with yeah, this. Yeah, like, you know how. Card's like, not being pulled. Like, if you're in school, like, if my sister would be like, she's turning in a paper later or something, I'm like, oh, she's like, the teacher, that teacher, cool. He don't be tripping. But if it's a teacher, you know. Then you're going to have your shit it's in gonna on give time. you, like, you can't turn it in at all. You're actually, it's the dub. It's like, okay. I know not to play games I know with not him. to play or procrastinate on this one because they don't play. Be that professor in your life. <laughs> I know. You know, the funny thing is I'm that person generally. You know, I can be kind of rigid. But I don't be always taking that same approach with myself. Mm. And I, that's, there's something I need to explore. Unpack. There's something I need to explore there. Because, you know, I am. I'm a, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Sorry. Yeah. Kind of growl. Hmm. Anywho, 
Another tip, y'all, is to offer solutions and support. So if a person in your life is genuinely struggling with a task or not able to do something, offer them some assistance. Put in some systems. This is how you could do it. You know, offer them the education. Leverage them so that they understand that it can be done. Let me sit down and show you how to do it so that the next time we circle back, you can be able to decipher if it's really incompetence, if you genuinely don't didn't know, know what, what to was do. going on. Yeah, like if I have the system in, in place. It was genuine to where it's like, oh, I didn't know before you put me on and introduced me to the system. But now that you've helped me, now, now I, can I can do, do it. it. And sometimes that's really what it's about, empowering people to do it. Once the system is in place and now I do feel more capable, I do feel like I have the tools, I do feel more competent. So now I can try it. Help put the system in place. And that's why it's so important to try. Don't just take it on. Don't just be like, you know, I do it better. Try to help people help you. Yeah, let Let me me help you help. Let me help you help help me. (laughs) Let me help you help me. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So in the long run, it's like, see, I'm so glad I took the time to do that. Now you good at it. Yeah. And we can go back and forth. Instead of me just being like, I got it. Never mind. Being so impulsive and reactive. I think that's another thing. Sometimes we're so impulsive and reactive and be like, I got it. I don't need you. I got it. I'll figure it out. I don't know. No, 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 no. Slow down. The hyper independence. Yeah. Release. Okay. So another thing we're going to be doing is establishing boundaries. So it's good. Pastor Mike. It's always these boundaries. Yeah. One thing about them boundaries, they're going to circle back. So with this, we are going to clearly define and even more important, enforce our boundaries to prevent manipulation of our time, mm-hmm. our energy, and our resources. Yeah. I nah, love a good boundary. You have to be firm about what you're willing and unwilling to tolerate because that's letting people know how they can operate with you. That's letting people know, like, you know, how much rope they have with you. You know, mm-hmm. we know that. We know when people are really strict on their boundaries and standing on business, what we can get away with. And we know when people have loose boundaries and let you do whatever the fuck they want to do, we know how to. Handle with them. them too. You know, yeah. we know. They'll be molding your ass like a piece of dough, please, a clay. Get off of here. Yeah. Get from around me. Get from around me playing with me. So it's your responsibility. It's our responsibility to, to enforce the boundaries, to, to let people know like what they can and cannot get away with because it really is that. We really are letting people know how to treat us when we do that. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I ain't gonna, I'm not even gonna play with her. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Don't. Next, y'all seek professional help. If this issue is persistent in your relationship and you can't get a hold on it, you might need to have a third party sit down. Somebody who is unbiased and objective, help you help your relationship, help you help them help you. That's yeah. what it is. It's sit down and really figure out. I ain't got the tool. I don't have the tools. And maybe we need somebody to help us see this thing clearly And work through the real issues because the imbalance is weighing on me so much so that I'm not happy anymore. I'm broken. I'm not happy. I'm resentful. I don't want to be here. I feel like they really be broken. We really be broken. It feels like that. It feels like this doesn't even feel good anymore. You know, like this was something that I loved. (laughs) This is something that I enjoyed being in. And now I'm feeling like now it's become something else. Yeah. Let's make it right. And instead of talking to your homegirls. Yeah. Go talk to a therapist. Yeah. You might need to sit down with somebody who has a professional. Yeah. You know, somebody got some degrees. A on professional, the wall. somebody who really can give you some tools. Degrees and certificates are what we're looking for. Skills. Mm-hmm. 
a skill set. Mm-hmm. Another thing that might have to happen is an evaluation of the relationship. Listen, do you even need to be there? Yeah, an evaluation. We have to assess whether the relationship is healthy, if the dynamics of the relationship are making sense, if harm is being caused, if this is something that should continue on. Not telling you to just drop people like a bad habit. Yeah. But really just thinking about, is this something that's worth maintaining? After you've done all these other steps and tried all these other things, what is happening? Is there some change? Are they hearing you out? Are they willing to do something different and better? Are you willing to do something different and better? Mm. Is this something really worth maintaining? I love that you said, are you willing to do something better? I think that sometimes it's a call out and a call in. Sometimes we're calling other people out. There's space for both, right? It's like a Venn diagram. Yeah. There's a little bit of you. There's a little bit of them. And there's a little bit of y'all. There's a part that we all play in it. So if you see that I have, I do this sometimes. There's space for me to change or for me to be different or for me to be better. Call it out. Call it in. Call it in. You got to call the mother motherfuckers out. Oh, for out. yourself. For yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, like there's... The self-awareness, the knowing. We know. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us know when we are participants in this weaponizing competence. Like I said, I have too have participated to some degree where I'm yeah. like, you, you are so good at this. Like, I don't want to do it. Because I don't want to do it. It feels uncomfortable. Maybe it's something I'm not good at. I'm not good at the networking. Or I don't want... Might not, not even be good at it. I don't want to do it. Right. So, yeah. You have to look in the mirror sometimes and say, you're you too. You too. Them too. Yeah. This is, I feel like because this is such a topic that impacts all of us, like I said, in so many different ways, there is space for us to recognize what part we play in it. Mm-hmm. We calling out our family. We calling out these men. We calling out these women. We calling out our friends and we calling out ourselves. And we calling out the kids too. Cause sometimes Ooh, the kids, the babies, you bringing the, ba- the babies, the babies would be like, they don't know how to clean the room or something. You know, the little, it starts young. Damn. And they said, raise up a child in the way that they should go. So sometimes you got to check the kids too. Like the babies would be like, oh, I don't know how to clean my room. And the mom, you know, they'll act like they don't know how to clean up the room or do the little chores that the yeah, that parents fly in my house. teach them. And then they like, you know what? I'll just clean the room. I clean it better. I make up the bed. I come from the school of you come out, I check it. You're going to keep going back and forth until it's right. I keep coming to check it. You're going to figure it out. Same. That would be my mom. Don't once come it became out mature, it's Once it became mature, she never put her hands. Never. My mom never came I'm in like, and made the bed and did it. My mom's like, you can't even come out unless it's right. And I'll go in and see if it's right. If it's not, you're going to stay in. Okay. Last tip, y'all. Self-care. Make sure that you're prioritizing self-care to maintain those boundaries that you're setting. Keep your emotional well-being intact. You know, do things that bring you joy. Try to seek support from your friends or family. Keep the self first. Take some time for you. Keep the self first, right? Because remember, we always say you can't pour from an empty cup. Can't pour from an empty cup. Maybe that one is going to circulate in the community. Whoever came up with that one ate. Yeah, exactly. We have ran with it and we have begun to fly. That's the timeless classic. We've begun to fly with it. That's a timeless classic. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So make sure that you are doing the things that make you feel good. You know, checking yourself, taking the time to yourself. That That's what we're doing. It's the self-care. It is. Yes. Self-care is the best care. Mm. So hopefully you all found this episode. We're not done yet. Babes. I know, but I'm saying oh. this topic. <laughs> no, that what we talked about, <laughs> the weaponizing competence, hopefully you found it useful. That's all I'm saying. Okay. She ain't letting y'all go. No, just I, we're yet. not leaving yet. No. But it's time for us to get to the last segment, babes. You need to pick up your pen. We're, we're dropping, dropping a gem. So the gem that we're sharing today is Dissoir. 
non-alcoholic spirits. That's what we're going to call this wall. This wall. So, y'all, we're still on a mocktail journey. You know, every now and again, we are enjoying non-alcoholic spirits. And I've been looking for some great mocktails. And I found this wall in Whole Foods. And what I really liked is that. Oh, some- they have it at Whole Foods now? Yeah. I got it at Whole Foods. Mm. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it at Whole Foods mm-hmm. yet. I saw something else. At the back of our Whole Foods where they have like the meat and cheeses on that okay. the very, very top row. So what I really like about this mocktail is that sometimes when you get mocktails, it just be like the juice. It be and every- I hate that. I hate that too. It be everything but the alcohol, right? It's just like a fancy juice the sweet and sour the ginger ale the lemon lime it's like bro i don't want to just have all the juice without a little kick yeah we want a little learn that yeah during my dry january journey Mm -hmm. i was drinking mocktails more and it was feeling pointless yes i'm like this is just feeling like i don't even want to order from i don't even want this so when i was in whole foods looking for like a great alternative I was intentionally looking for adaptogenic drinks, things that have a little buzz, something that's natural that gives you a little kick without the booze, without the buzz, basically. So, yeah, this all has natural ingredients. Katy Perry's one of the founders, which I'm glad that I found that out afterwards because then I would have felt like it was like just some celebrity shit. You know how they just be. Doing oh, no, shit. no. The celebrities be in their bag because Jennifer Lopez has a drink, which is alcoholic. Oh, really? It's sold at Whole Foods as well. Really? It's so good. Really? Forgot what it's called. A, a cocktail cocktail? Yeah, it's like a, a blood orange Ooh. something type. It was really good. Ooh, that sounds good. So the one that I had got was the, it's not really like a wine. Okay. It had an interesting taste. I'm not going to say it tastes super good or super sweet, but I drank it like, okay, I'm drinking a cocktail. Like, you know, it's not, it's like almost like a, I would say wine-ish. It's not always the best tasting, but it's not nasty. And I will tell y'all that I was leaning on my couch. I was so you like, got Ooh. the feeling of like that you get when it's like, like okay, I got a little, I got a little. Yes, because this, the one that I had had, they all have L-thanine in them. They all have saffron and they all have lion's mane, right? So you're getting that uplifting power of the lion's mane. You're giving like all of those mood boosting little mm, feelings without the, the alcohol. alcohol. So. And that's the part that I want. Mm-hmm. If I'm having a drink. I've realized this from the dry January journey. If I'm having a drink, I'm looking for a feeling. A feel, Yeah, for sure. I'm looking for a feeling. For and sure. when I was ordering those mocktails, I'm like, there's something missing here. The feeling. <laughs> and it's the feeling that I feel when I have my sips. Yeah. When I'm activated. So the flavor notes of the drink that I had was tart raspberry. It was fruity, pretty acidic. When it's looking at the scale, it's pretty acidic and a little floral. But I really enjoyed it. Like I told y'all, they have a golden hour, which is a lemon balm and L-thanine, which is less citrusy or acidic, which might be good if you don't like acidic drinks. Mm-hmm. And they have a champignon dreams, which is passion flower, mm-hmm. reishi mushroom. So I think that these would be worth exploring if you want something that gives you that good feeling without the alcohol. Because, baby, when I tell you I was on my couch, like slumped. You had one glass? One. Okay. Just one can over ice. I put oh, it yeah, over it's ice. In can. It's in a can, but I put it in a little wine glass and I put some ice in there to crisp it up a little. Yeah. I thought it was really good. The next function or something that I go to, I'll probably bring a little, a four pack. They're the they not cheap. How much were they? I think they're normally like $17 at Whole Foods. And for they were a four on, pack? For a four pack. And I got it on sale. It was like three or $4 off. Okay. But damn. You know the shit don't be cheap, baby. $18? It ain't cheap. I said, you know, we'll get a bottle of margarita. Right now. 
um, um, that's 20 something too the mod but think about that that big yeah, thing yeah. versus four little kids but i'm gonna keep trying different mocktail drinks and figuring out which ones i like the best these are a winner so far i would definitely say try them if, if you're in the mood for that and the link will be in the show notes thank you for sharing mm-hmm. okay girly pops so hopefully you really enjoyed the episode make sure you share it there is power there is power. There's power in y'all sharing. Power in numbers. And telling a homegirl to tell a homegirl. Make sure you drop it in your group chats. If this is something that you feel like, ooh, my homegirl needs to hear, share it with her. Maybe you don't have the words. Maybe you don't have the, the text to say it. Just send it. Yeah. Just shoot a link. We love y'all so much and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>